College basketball fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned college hoops. And yeah, man, it's March 1st, and you know what that means. March Madness, and we include not just the tourney, we include the conference tourneys too in this madness that we got. We're two Saturdays removed from Selection Sunday. Just remember that. Oh, no, wait, hold on. No, we're three. Three. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. I'm jumping the gun. Anyway, the shit is in the final countdown, and uh, we're obviously going to talk about this last week. You know, last night, the last few days, we will check in what happened last weekend as well, and then preview a monster schedule. Kansas at Baylor. Marquette at Creighton. Tennessee at Bama, St. Mary's uh, versus Gonzaga. I mean, there's so and there's more. There is definitely more than just that. So we're going to talk it all the way through. We got some big games coming up early to mid next week, like UConn and Marquette, Purdue at Illinois. I mean, there is so many great matchups on the docket coming up. But if it's your first time listening to the College Ball Show. Welcome, it streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. You don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope, but download the show directly there. Um, you can find this year College Ball Show under Ropadope Radio on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Google Podcasts. You can download the podcast app, uh, PodBay, and a variety of other areas. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingtruth.com at SportsNews24. And one more thing, one message from DirecTV Stream. This just in, DirecTV Stream was named the best streaming service of 2023, according to Rolling Stone. Uh, choose the DirecTV Stream package that's right for you. No annual contract, no hidden fees. It starts with the entertainment package at $79.99. Of course, you have the choice in the ultimate uh, enjoy your live TV and streaming apps in one place. Get premium TV and access to all your streaming apps. Go to DirecTV Stream right now. What are you waiting for? All right. Let's go ahead and bring in Marshall into the fold. Man, I'm telling you. They're, they're, I even jumped the gun I was so excited about. It's three Saturdays from now. Uh, we're three Saturdays removed. And then Selection Sunday, but, man, it's all coming down to the wire, um, especially in some of these, you know, conferences, man. Hey, for a positive, um, so, you know, sometimes I like to use the quote, Chris, everyone has a price. Uh, I'm going to have to probably fork out a pair of uh, Nike running shoes for my softball coach. Uh, which is fair is fair, and I got to buy the other softball coach a uh, country concert ticket. But I should be walking in Memphis, so gonna have to spend a little cash, Chris. But I should <laughs> be continuing my March Madness vacation streak, which is on ten years now. Nice. And I should be uh, going into Beale Street. My dad told me a couple of blues bars I got to go to. So forget uh, a leap year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that leap year screwed me over. But, you know, I said, you know what? I'll, I'll open my pocketbook a little bit. I got a tax return coming. That's the highest I've ever had. So, hey, that tax return <laughs> money. Thank you, U.S. government. I will find my way to Memphis. So that is exciting. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and free. Yes, which you know, you know how much that trip means to me. So I'm looking forward to that. 
And uh, also, um, I do not have a UCLA rant this week. I'm not sure if they lost a bet by one point on a spread, but I was not involved in it. I was busy coaching, so there's no there's no UCLA rant. That is my opening statement. Back to you, my friend. <laughs> no Ukula rant. No Bruins rant. Well, I'll tell you what. Stay away from that damn team for a while. <laughs> fans are ranting this year. I'll tell you that, man. When when their NIL is more fucked up than the Gophers one, wow, dude. You guys got some serious problems. No, we actually – the Gophers are starting to get their NIL together now, so it's, it's quite nice. I mean, it's not, you know, we don't have 3M or anything <laughs> behind it or – U.S. Bank or nothing like that, but uh, we were able to hold all of our guys that we wanted to hold, so that was uh, that was quite nice. Oh, um, actually, one, one random Pac-12 thing that I'll throw back to you. Okay. I was just looking up. The Arizona Wildcats hired a new AD. They took a lady that was from Mizzou. Arizona mm-hmm. Wildcats, their sport, their sport, um, the, just the sport athletics uh, on, on campus is like over um, $78 million in debt. Oh, I've, you know, so wow. for all the years I've watched sport. Yeah, they, they are, it's either, it's either double figures or triple figure. I've never known that a university like that, but man, they must screw something up. Yeah, it's over $70 million in debt. So I know that's not really a college basketball theme, but it ties to them. Obviously, you know, they seem to you, they're a good basketball program. Their football program's always been steady. They're kind of like one of those bigger West Coast college schools. But massive debt issues, like they've had to loan money, they're struggling. So I don't know how that happens to a university like them. Yeah, but like it's not like they've had they've had every two years. That, I mean, they have replaced coaches, but it's sure. not like the, by the time they come there, they're not high priced coaches. You know what I mean? And, and one and one football coach or basketball coach ain't gonna put you seven million dollars. Yeah. In debt. But wow. true story. Yeah, I know. Hey, that they, was crazy. They gotta do. I don't know. Maybe they. I don't know. That's weird. My that's reaction really was weird. the same thing. <laughs> I don't How's that happen? Like, yeah, that's hard to get. Man, they're really fucking shit up there. I'll tell you that. Well, that's going to be a tough <laughs> good, job for Good insight, Chris. Gosh. They're really – yeah, that, that's a tough one to come yes, to, man. That woman's got a tough job to take Jeez. over. <laughs> wow. Man, pressure's on her. But, uh, yeah, that that that's wild. Never heard that. That's what's funny. Like, Minnesota's actually – in pretty good shape when it comes to all that. Uh, they just finally are now um, willing to pay for some coaches once in a while. So that, that that's helpful. So long that wasn't the case. But, um, but yeah, they actually just uh, upped the coaches' pay, and P.J. Fleck didn't get an extension, but he just got a little bit more money. But his also his buyout clause went back up too, so that's kind of nice. Oh yeah, here here we go from Google. Yeah, Arizona Athletics is one hundred and seventy-seven million. No, the university one hundred seventy-seven million dollars in debt. Like how? What I don't know. Do? Did they lose like a big donor that was just helping out for all those years? Like like one hundred seventy-seven million dollars U of A. And again, it's it's not a Trump school. Like I just, I we don't obviously got to talk about. It's this not summer, cheap but, to go there either. No, so. but those numbers are staggering, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. All right, let's uh, let's get back to it. But yeah, that's crazy, dude. Wow. I, does, does, I am I allowed to waive my Final Four team? Are they are they going to be allowed to travel by plane? Sorry. Yeah, sorry, they're guys, kidding. They're going to take the bus. bus. 
Like we're gonna have to stop. We're gonna have to map out the best gas stations to go to to save money on gas. Like, wow, man, that's wild. Um, speaking of or no, actually, last night Gonzaga beat San Francisco. Uh, just talking a little Thursday night hoops. They um, it was a tight game, and then it wasn't a tight game. You know, Zona or Zona. I'm looking at it, it says Zags. <laughs> Zags uh, took care of business. Um, on Wednesday, uh, the Gamecocks, um, you know, did their thing uh, at Texas Tech. Um, and then, or wait, no, what am I looking at? Tennessee beat Auburn. Dude, there was some, there was some buzzer beaters. There, there was a bunch of stuff that happened uh, this week. Um, Bama just keeps putting up 100 points. Like almost every other game, uh, but yeah, the Gamecocks who had that little, you know, that little hiccup, I guess you could say, they won, you know, a tight game against Texas A&M on Wednesday, and uh, Tennessee, you know, held down their home court, beat Auburn ninety-two to forty-eight. Speaking of Zona, they beat their rivals Arizona State. I doubt they're one hundred and seventy million debt, um, eighty-five sixty-seven. Um, not a lot of craziness happened. You know, Minnesota, like, shot 60 – like, they had this weird stat of, like, uh, scoring 90 points, shooting 60%, like, all these things that line you up to win a game, but they lost 105 to 97. Um, South Carolina on the road, that's why I think that's really big. A&M's really falling apart. Um, So – and then, you know, Providence had a chance – to do something against Marquette in boy ninety one to sixty nine, it's amazing how many ninety and hundred point games we get out of college uh, basketball now. Um, but Kentucky at Mississippi State, Mississippi State hits a shot, um, ties it up, and Kentucky you know dribbles down the court, Shepard their guy uh, with a runner in the lane, um, you know. Gets the job done there. That was a big, big win. Utah State pulled one off against Fresno State. Kind of a surprise there in overtime. Um, that was kind of a, like, huh. But the big one, BYU, the first time with their head coach, they go in to Kansas, 19 in a row uh, winning streak, and they get the job done against Kansas, dude. That was, like, some of the biggest news of the week right there. And I believe my buddy, and I, this is one of my buddies off Twitter, so this could be wrong, but I'm, I'm fairly certain. Oh, that, boy, that's a good way to start. <laughs> well, I, I saw this but, on Twitter. Well, okay, but no, I believe my friend said that was the first time in 82 games where Kansas led it half and lost a home game, which for them I believe probably – Yeah, so, hey, we, we've, we, we've been tipping our cap to BYU this whole year. And they deserve it. You came in, and again, I've never been a fan, but um, hey, they've come into a hard conference. I think they've definitely seen. They were down twelve. They were down twelve too, and they made thirteen freaking threes, dude. Damn. I mean, hey, this team was probably a bubble team at best when the year started, and now I would say they're definitely probably in. If that Kansas loss didn't get them, I don't know what it would take. But you've beat a handful of ranked teams this year. Um, you've had some impressive road showings. 
Uh, that Kansas one obviously ranks very high. A quad one road win is hard to beat. So, hey, I'll, I'll give them credit, man. You're in probably the most competitive conference in the land, and you're um, doing really well. So, And to win in Rock Chalk, J-Land, that, that's that's hard to do, Chris. That that 18 in a row, 19 in a row is hard streak. So, hey, give them credit. They're they're playing good. Now, they're not the only – there's two – there's about five of their good teams in the Big 12. It's not just KU and BYU. But, um, like I said, when we finished our last week's podcast, if you watch the Big 12, you're guaranteed good games. Um, that was one that was a great game just that people didn't expect to happen. And, hell, they won by eight or nine. Yeah, so they outscored them 10 to 2. The last two minutes, they outscored them 10 to 2. Damn. Damn. Hey, give them credit. They're, they're playing good ball. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, Kansas State almost lost. They had like a 26 or 25-point lead, almost lost uh, to West Virginia, but they ended up winning. Um and then you had Baylor at TCU. That was a nice win. Your squad got the job done against Miami. Um, R.J. Davis just went silly. Oh, I saw 42 that. 42 points, six steals. Um, that was pretty ridiculous. Uh, so as far as the week goes, uh, also the um, it was Nevada and Colorado State. That was a good game. Nevada has this streak now, 21-0. When leading at halftime, and that that was a grinded out game, though that's for sure. Um, I mean, the way that ended, that was some late night hoops, and the way that ended, you know, you had like a crazy, like a, a nice in the lane. I'd probably say from the baseline, maybe like a, I don't know, maybe like a fifteen foot jumper to tie it with like three seconds left or something like that for Colorado State, um, 74-74. But then half-court heave with .5 on the clock as he released it. Um, Nevada gets the job done at Colorado State. So um, that was and, big, man. And that they, was uh, a – Go ahead. It was almost like the same angle of the Butler what would have been Duke shot, but it's even wider. Yeah. Like yep. normally, like you see, like guys banking it, but he was literally five feet from the sideline. So that was right. Like, I mean, that's what behind the half court. Yeah, you're right. Shot to go in. I got it. And if that Butler shot goes in, it's the best title game ever. But because Duke would have lost. But hey, yeah, that to do that on the road that was crazy. And what, what the crazy part about the night, Chris, was an hour before that, I know it's NBA. Uh, but Max Struess for Cleveland Cavaliers hit a 60-foot shot from like, oh, the, that's right. yeah. like the three-point line of the of your own side uh, right. to beat Luke in the math. So it was those were two crazy buzzer beater shots. And hell, that same night Kentucky, in a very lackadaisical way for that night, Reed Shepard hit a buzzer beater, but it was only like a free throw jumper. So that that's kind of lame, you know. But on a regular night, that's cool. Versus other two, that's kind of just pretty basic of a basketball play. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Um, with Reed Shepard and my guy, uh, was it Antonio Reeves, the, I don't know if their bigs can play defense because that Gonzaga game will be stuck in my head all year. But they have some guards. You know, Calipari, like, I think he has a good team. But I remember when we were doing the show a couple of years ago, I picked Kentucky to win the national championship two years ago. And St. Peter said, hey, go pack your bags round one. So 
I don't want to make that mistake again. But they have some guards that can score. They're big scare me. But it's kind of the same story just with Alabama, just with uh, um, Auburn. Like some of those SEC team trips we'll talk about today, very offensively gifted. But it seems like when they lose, they lose bad. Like at, that SEC, man, there's a lot of offensively talented players. They just don't seem to be 3 and D guys. Yeah, that's true. That is that is uh that is a good point. Point taken. Um we also had just a couple other items. Um what was it? Oh, um well just from the week the the um what was his name? Ware from Indiana had like twenty seven points, eleven of twelve from the uh from the field. 11 rebounds, five blocks. Uh, he's, you know, definitely one of the best, you know, dudes in the country as far as in the draft, too. They beat Wisconsin. Um, that, that was pretty big. Um, and we also had Texas got the job done at Texas Tech, but there was some fans throwing bottles. It's like, okay, now I'm willing to say that's too much. <laughs> you know, we talked about Texas and all that. Okay, there is a line that I will draw, and that's one of them. You can't be throwing, whether they're plastic or not, you can't be going Chuck Knobloch on the thing. Not many people are going to get that joke besides us two. But, man, <laughs> I mean, dude, that that's a little over the top. But I was going to say this. Uh, they flashed this during the, the Colorado State-Nevada game. NCAA leaders in assists per game, Kansas 19.7, BYU 19.1, Zona is basically 19, and same with Colorado State. Um, Assist on 66% of their field goals, good for third in the nation for Colorado State. So they definitely like, and I remember they were like, their first 15 field goals in that game was like 15 assists. So they definitely uh, moved the ball, which obviously makes it, you know, kind of tough in general. Why don't we start talking about, unless you got some other items, why don't we start talking about last weekend as well as far as reviewing what happened? Yeah. Uh, hey, last uh, this past Saturday, as you were just saying, uh, but actually I was just looking up. So the, what led to the bottles being tossed was they kind of like the Texas guy kind of hip-checked. A, a, it was a pretty rough foul, but – as you said, even when rough fouls were made, that does not deserve to be bottles thrown on the court. Um, I know the Texas Tech coach got on the mic, and obviously whenever a college coach has to get on the mic and yell at his home fans, that's never good. But as So it said, did play out like the knob block. <laughs> Where the coach goes out, remember the coach went out to yeah, left field. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, as you said, yeah, it's, it's, I know it's, like, it's the 3% of the fans who are in it for everyone else because the team actually uh, got assessed to home tech, and you don't want more, you know, so – I know fans are passionate and you're upset when your team gets screwed over, especially with an in-state rival. But if you're making a scene and risking players' injuries and you give your team a tech, like, what are you doing as a fan? Like, yes, you're passionate, but A, you don't want to hurt the college kids, and B, like, your team just maybe lost two points due to you being a jerk. So, you know, it's the the good and the bad of college sports, unfortunately. Uh, this past Saturday – Hats off to one of my final four picks. Um, Arizona is in debt. I don't think Houston is. Hopefully they're not. Houston with a very nice uh, win at Baylor. Um, we've talked all year about how the Big 12 is loaded with teams, but they defend their home court. 
uh, Houston got a very nice road win as the two seed. They went into Baylor and got a win 82 to 76 in OT. My guy, Jamal Sheed, I like watching him play. He's a solid point guard. We were talking about uh, Monte Morris before the show started. Same kind of guy. Like he just, he takes care of the ball. He's not a huge scorer, but he, he runs the show. So hats off to them. Uh, the broke team, Arizona, 191-75. Tennessee whooped AM's ass. I love Wade Taylor and AM, but he didn't do that much that game. Tennessee won 86 to 51. And, uh, well, speaking of a little more college controversy, Chris, uh, Wake Forest did beat Duke, um, watching that game. Uh, I, I believe a lot of people said that was the stop or the stop, stop in stamping the ticket for Wake to make it to the March Madness. I believe a lot of people yeah. thought that was the last thing they needed to do. Um, I'm sure people saw the drama. Wake Forest won the game. They rushed the court. Uh, Philip Kowski got bumped by a guy, kind of rolled his foot by a guy. Then you had some college ESPN people saying storming the court's the worst thing in the world. Right. Hey, Jay Billis was over the top. Like, hey, should it be worked on? Yes. Is it good to have people run on the court? Like, are you saying bolt after a game? No. But was it over the top? Like, is it the end of the world? I don't. I think there's a happy medium. I do think that rushing the court for college basketball is a, a fun environment. But in my perfect answer would be, hey, let the guys get off the court and go have fun. Like, I'm happy Philip Pawski didn't get hurt. Uh, but you do literally have some people who just lose their minds. They act like just little fools, and they run on the court, like, in a yeah. full sprint. That is not good. Like, let the teams clear the court and then go celebrate and have your fun. I think there's a happy medium in between both there, brother. Well, yeah, I mean, if they can't control the crowd, which they'd have to have a bunch of freaking cops just randomly for that. And think about that. Like, you want to you get in debt quick, right? We're talking about universities. Like, so every game you, that you're playing a ranked team, you got to get the just in case, you know? Like, you can't hire yeah. some big SWAT team, you know, to hold people out and then – and then they're not even going to storm because they get their ass kicked. You know what I mean? It's so hard to – but you're right. If they if they are like, well, this stuff happens, then over the loudspeaker, you know, and obviously if it's a – you know, if it's a buzzer beater or something like that or the game's, you know, tight, you can't be like, hey, just in case we lose this game, you know what sure. I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there are some times where you can see it. Um, so and, – and I know that – I have heard it over a loudspeaker before, so maybe that helps a little bit. Hey, we understand you guys are going to be happy. Make sure, you know, let them get off the field or let them get off the court or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, people saying charge them and kick them out of school and, you know, just silly stuff. It's like, what, are we going to put them in jail for this? Well, like, you know, on, you, could, you could take the approach that the SEC does where is if you charge the court, you get fined like a six figure, uh, a six figure charge to your school, which sucks for the school, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the kids rushing the court don't give a shit, so you don't want your school to be paying a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, they can't do that in Arizona. Court. No, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. We should look into that. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so I, I obviously again, I do think the best part about. I mean, I'll never forget watching that game with my sister who's a Vols fan. When Tennessee beat Alabama a couple of years ago, they took the goalposts, threw them in the river. Like, that is college sports at its best. Like, they stormed the field for football. So you don't want to take it away. But, again, the SEC, and I know they made it a rule, but I want to say roughly four years ago, um, 
but it does still happen. So like when an Alabama or LSU does storm the court, yeah, your school does get fined a hundred thousand dollars, which they obviously don't want to pay. But that rule is not perfect either, Chris. So that it's not like you know, again, unless you rope off the whole gym, how you prevent it from happening, I don't know. Yeah, you really can't because then you know it might get even worse too because you know like all of a sudden people you know I don't know like. Like I said, like a SWAT team. Like, what do you? Maybe they're gonna hurt somebody. You know, it's just, it's, it's. I don't know. I just don't think. I will say this: between this dude, who did look like he put out his leg, and then uh, we've been all, you know, we've been real cool. She broke the record, Caitlin, and all that. But earlier this year, she did, you know, she did hit into that girl, and then spin out and act like, you know. We actually see – I think we see more fake stuff from the players. True. Than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those two instances, he put his leg out. Caitlin clearly was getting in that person's way and then spun out like it's a foul. You know, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She fell on the ground like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, dude, we're going to see all these angles, you know. So you actually, True. I, I haven't done the count, but I think I've seen more – you know, more people fake it or just be pissed because, you know, you just lost the game. So sure. yeah, yeah, if yeah. someone so, doesn't think having a bunch of people storm at you is not going to make you even more mad, that's just <laughs> not true either. You know what I mean? Fair. Of course yes. it is because they're like, man, get the fuck out of my way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they think, hey, I'm going to get my shot in before they hit me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know, man. It's like kind of taking the fun out of it. Um, but, yeah. Let's uh, let's keep it going. By the way, we're not going to dip into the week before, but I think it's worth it. Washington State got a nice win at Zona. Um, that was a big time four point play on a three like that. That was uh, that was True. a big win, and we we definitely kind of identified that. Looking at that, like, hey man, that's going to be a big game, and it definitely turned out that way. Um, and then UNC, man, they really got the job done at Virginia. Finally. Yeah, that was a really good one. Kentucky just completely destroyed Bama. Definitely didn't see that one come. Um, Central Florida beat Texas Tech, St. John's over Creighton. Creighton coming off, you know, that great performance. And then like, oh, by the way, forget it. Um, Kansas State beat. Uh, funny enough, Kansas State beats BYU, and then BYU goes and does what they did. But um, I, I really, man, that Houston at Baylor, that really told me a lot about Houston right there because Baylor's been playing good too, man. I think that Houston, uh, obviously I'm pro-Houston. I, I, like, I like that team. But they have the experience and they have veteran guards. Again, the closer we get to March Madness, when you fill out your brackets, there's – Two things I always look at, well, one for sure, part two is you try to, but guard, veteran guards and free throw shooting percentage. If you have veteran guards, you have guys when the spotlight's on you and March Madness is going Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're living life and at bars, drinking, watching the games. If you have veteran guards that can hold on to the ball, your team has a chance. And can you shoot free throws? Now, I don't know, I don't know Houston's free throw percentage off the top of my head, but at Baylor there, that game was a close game the whole second half, Chris. Yeah. And, but you have a couple of guards on that Baylor team or on the Houston team that don't give a shit. Like, hey, I've seen it before. I'm a, I'm a senior. I'm a junior. 
that doesn't phase me. And just not a lot of college teams have that. It, it, it's you, you take it for granted. And there, I'm sure there's some mid-major teams you don't maybe see that much on ESPN. They have those guys too, but it is a rarity to have veteran guys that can hold the rock and make smart choices. So uh, I'm not surprised they've been ranked one this past week and number two just because they got the guys to do it. And obviously Baylor, hey, like they've been consistently good for the last handful of years, Chris. I don't think people expect them to be quite this good this year because they, right. they've had a lot of guys go pro in the last handful of years. So hats off to them for being a consistent top 15 program for the last three or four years now. So Yeah, and they had that L.J. Cryer or whatever go too. So, I mean, they've, they've been forking out talent to the NBA or G League a lot lately. So tip of the cap to them for still having another very good team again. Uh, but, hey, they're that, it's not a bad loss. You lost to the number one slash two team in the country this past week. Obviously, right. you want to win an OT in your home court. But is that loss going to drop you in the standings? No. And then, like we've said all year, why does the Big 12 keep having teams ranked all year? Because when a ranked team beats a ranked team, it's hard to really call that a bad loss. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that Jalen Wells was playing really good for Washington State. I definitely wanted to uh, bring that up. And every once in a while we were talking about women's basketball, Kiana Christmas, right, um, she put up 11 points, 20 boards, 11 assists, 10 steals, and 10 blocks in a game. I don't care what level that's on. That's pretty freaking crazy, dude. Um, Holy shit. I, yeah, I saw that on, on Twitter, and it was like, oh, my goodness gracious. So I wanted to uh, wanted to give her a shout-out, man. That, How do you like, do that? Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, like I said, I don't care what – it could happen at the YMCA, and that would be freaking good. Like, that. that's nuts, man. I don't know. I just saw that number. It's, she goes to a school in uh, New York. I think it's upstate New York. Like I said, I, I don't know if it's at D1A or I don't even know what it's at, but I don't really if that, care. If that's, that's fifth grade. If fifth grade, that's Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a stat line, dude. I mean, that, yes. that's the crazy, crazy stat line. No shit. Uh, any other items from uh, last week before we start to kind of get into this uh, conference whip around and start to preview some of the major, major marquee matchups we got coming for this weekend and then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I just want to say it is officially March, brother. Screw the leap day that's trying to ruin my plans. It ain't going to happen, but we're in March. Let's go. There you have it. All right. Well, here we are. North Kakalaka still holding on to the ACC lead. You know, getting that Virginia win was key. Put a stop to them because they have been playing pretty good. I think they only lost now two games in the last ten or something like that, but um, that was that was key. Now three in a row. Um, the Davis dude went off. They got they got a they got a just enough lead. But you're right, Wake Forest sitting in there ten and seven now. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, man? I <clears throat> well, the fact that Carolina won at Virginia, it had been a long time since they won there. I've been a fan for. Got over 25 years as a Carolina fan. Our winning percentage there is minimal. It's probably in the 10 to 20%. So that was a huge win for us. And we won their style. Uh, it was a 55 to 44 win, which is probably a pretty boring ass game for people to watch, but hats off to Carolina. Uh, Duke, you had a tough loss at Wake. 
Wake was literally playing for their uh, conference tournament lives, so that game probably meant a little more to them than it did for Duke. Uh, for Duke, I mean, it's only, it's only one game, but at the end of that game, they had three turnovers in the last 60 seconds of the game, and he barely lost. So that was maybe a little bit of point guard. They're, they're pulling a Boston Celtics versus a Golden State Warriors, so I kind of enjoyed saying that sentence right there, ripping out two teams I don't like. Uh, <laughs> Virginia, hey, again, you lost Carolina, but you're still 12-6. and six, You're still in third place. And, hey, quietly, Chris, Clemson, they started off the year at first place. They had a little bit of a speed bump. Now they're back to 10-7. and seven. You're uh, in fourth, tied for fourth place with Wake. You're probably going dancing, or you're making yourselves look good. You have a record of 20-8. and eight. You're sitting good. And lastly, quietly, Syracuse. I don't think we've talked about them these whole year. You're 10-8. and eight. Like, I don't know what that team has done this year. I know they were kind of getting ripped on quite a bit a few months ago. Like, they were kind of a scrub team. But right now, you're pretty much tied for fourth place. You're not out of it. Like, they kind of somehow quietly, Chris, passed Pittsburgh and Florida State, and they're sneaking up there. So maybe the Orangemen, or sorry, the Orange, are back in the race. I haven't heard much news about them, brother, but maybe they're trying to sneak back to the uh, tournament. I know they've had a little bit of a rough couple of down years, but I, they're, they're moving up the bracket, so maybe they have a chance for March this year. Yeah, man, I would say so. I'll say this, okay? The a- I don't know if you saw this graphic uh, about the ACC this week, but it was real suspect, dude. So there's this graphic on. Let me make sure I'm saying this right. It's on ESPN, or no, no, no. Hold on. I, it may be on the ACC network. I think it's the, it was on ESPN, but. So they're trying to point out, you know, that the ACC has, you know, um, I think nine black coaches, nine out of 15, which that's awesome. But the fucking headliner, so they, they put up the coaches, right? And it says 60% of the ACC head coaches, you know, nine out of 15 are black. But the, the things that the headliner of it said, ACC head coaches who happen to be black. It's like, what? What do you mean happen to – it's just such a weird way to put it. Like, they ha- by the way, they happen to be black. It's like, okay, what the fuck's that? Who the hell is doing the editing? Dude, ever since ESPN had to cut so many jobs, their website – like, don't try to follow a game on ESPN because the shit will be in the first quarter and it's in the fourth quarter. Then you refresh it, it's back to the fourth quarter, then it's back to the first quarter, then it's like, it's like, it's halftime, you're like, no, dude, it, it's, there's three minutes left in the game, why do you keep jumping back? Like, oh man, I, I don't know, that, that was just weird to me, but, um, it, it just, I had to mention that because I forgot I took a screenshot of it. It's just yeah, like, it's, okay, it's, I mean, that's awesome, but, Why'd you put it that way? You know, like it was just no shit. It was weird. It was really weird. But Syracuse, man, yeah, Syracuse, dude, like they're just kind of chilling. You know, they're 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 chilling, just sitting there. Like, hey, Although, man. Go looking ahead. at it, Chris, the, you're 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 ten and eight. You're nineteen and ten on the year, which is not bad. But versus AP and USA top twenty-five teams, you're one and four overall. So that's. Pro, that that number probably has to change a little bit. You probably need maybe a good conference run because most good teams that yeah. make the tournament this year will be you, you can't be one and four. Like that tells me when you play ranked teams you're losing. So maybe you beat up on the the trumps, but 
hey, right. who knows? We'll see. But and, they're, they're climbing up there. And they got handled by, at the time, Tennessee, who was ranked 73 to 56, by Gonzaga, who was ranked 76 to 57. Uh, they did beat LSU, but they got handled again against Virginia in the non-conference. They beat Oregon, who's not really Oregon this year, but they're okay. They're pretty decent. You know, they're good. But, yeah, you're right. That's a good call. They probably will have to do some some damage uh, in the tourney. Yeah. Let's move on. Go ahead. Sure, go ahead. Absolutely. No, I was going to okay. say, besides that, you know, uh, Leonard Hamilton, he was dancing a month ago. They're not dancing right now. Fifteen. That, that's kind yeah. of disappointing. That team has pretty much always been a a a, a, um, a staple in March yeah. Madness. It's not what happened with squad, but so be it. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if he can uh, bounce back. They don't have a debt or anything, do they? At FSU, I don't think so. Or they're still pissed hey, off he, at the George. Leonard Hamilton's got a good retirement package. That that dude, even though he looks fifty five, he's he's like seventy two. So that dude's gonna call it call it ends here soon and. Hats off to him because he's been one of the better basketball coaches in this country since I've known you as a friend. So that That's guy true. deserves whatever package he can get. That is very true. Let's move on. Um, well, actually, hold on. Um, what was I going to say? You're going to rip Danny Cannell somehow for Florida State in uh, football? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave him alone. I'm going to leave him alone until, like, September. I'll give him a – you know what, though? There, I do have a screenshot. I do have Uh-oh. receipts, but I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. But I do have receipts. I do have some receipts. Now to say that, <laughs> um, Duke, uh, <laughs> Duke versus Virginia. Uh, that is, uh, uh, yep, that's a big, Ooh. big matchup for obvious reasons. And uh, now I'm just like, oh, Janelle, I'm going to grab him. No, but um, but yeah, that that's probably the biggest matchup there. To, to keep an eye on, obviously, uh, because Duke needs to get that to be able to, you know, hang with their rival. Big 12, out there in Big 12 country, um, that win, you look at it, Houston's on top only by a game, but, you know, they got a lot of teams, eight and seven or seven and eight. I mean, that, that that's wide open down Holy there, too. Shit. But, yeah, but Houston, uh, six-game winning streak, buddy. They, they, they got it going. And like I said, that Baylor, to me, that probably did it just because you, you were able to accomplish something like that. I think it's not like going out on the limb. Oh, Houston's going to win. No way. You know, they're number one and they have been for a little bit, but, uh, uh, not necessarily number one in the cut. They're number one right now, but, you know, I'm talking about in conference. Them and I yeah. State have had that little cushion, not much of one, but it's still up in the air as far as, who the hell's going to – I mean, look at that. Look at that, eight and seven and seven and eight, dude. It's crazy. So, I not that I enjoy having to buy a pair of sneakers for my coach, so I'm going to have to, like, work my way to make March Madness. But the fact that my spring break week off of work is during conference tournament week, again, if you give me the Big 12 conference tournament this year, the Mountain West, out of respect for you, my brother, and the SEC – the conference tournament competitive nature this year should be incredible. If I can only watch the Big 12 tournament for this year, that's fine. Like, this whole year has been a gauntlet. Surprisingly, Chris, this is the first time in over a month there's there's not six or seven ranked teams. There's only four, which is not a slap in the face of the three who are no longer ranked from last week. But, again, BYU, hell, 
you beat Kansas. You're eight and seven in conference. You're not ranked. Like, damn. Texas Tech, you did have a little slip up. Like, but e- even though there's no ranking next to those teams, like that conference, Houston, you're for sure in. You're going for a one seed. Iowa State's probably going for a two to three. KU's one or a two. Baylor, you're having a great year. Texas Tech, BYU, you're probably in tournament for sure. TCU, Texas, Oklahoma, K State. Win a couple of games in the Big 12 tournament, you're all in. That that conference, Chris, easily could bring out eight teams in March Madness, eight or nine. Uh, you could debate who you think is the best. Obviously, Houston could probably be a choice. So it could be KU. So could Iowa State. But all three of those teams combined have one loss at home. K, KU just lost at home. Besides that, it's Cougars, 16-0, Iowa State, 17-0, KU, 14-1, Baylor, 13-2. One of those losses was to Houston. So I do think it is very hard to say who's the best team in the in the conference because none of them lose at home, and they lose on the road. They're 500. So that's going to be a beautiful conference tournament in Kansas City. Uh, I was happy to see KU go down, but, hey, those teams are going to be dancing, and I hope they all do good in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, or, or, sorry, in March Madness. If you pick them, if that's your bracket choice, hey, I'm doing Big 12 chalk all week one. That could win you your bracket, Chris. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, it, it, it's, like we said, it's been fun to watch all week, but they're all, all week, all, all year. Number seven, Kansas at number 15, Baylor. Obviously, hey, Baylor's that, got a chance to re of avenge the Houston loss. Yeah, exactly. Especially at home, man, and they they definitely got to do that. That's 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 a major major game. There obviously is a, a variety of other games, but I would say that one for me stands way out just because of where those two teams are. Like you said, um, you know, in the rankings, um, it's 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 just funny to watch how this thing's played out. Moving down to the Big East Conference, um, UConn in control. You know, um, they they did their due diligence. Uh, you know, they, they finally lost, but they're right back on a on a one game um, winning streak. Uh, DePaul last sixteen, they've lost in a row. Zero and seventeen in conference. That, I mean, whew, that that's. That's not fun. Not that I thought, you know, like I had money in DePaul to, to be 500 or nothing like that, but um, that's rough. But, you know, beyond that, it's still, you know, we talked about how Province and Nova and St. John's, and so there's still some things to be decided. Sadly, this conference is not as deep as it's been for the past four to five years. Um, I've fallen in love with this conference, um, even though that was not the case when I uh, about 15 years ago. Uh, East Coast it, biased. <laughs> God, I hate even hearing that. But yes, uh, man, I love watching the Big East. That I, one of these years, I'm going to go out to Madison Square Garden and watch those games in person. Uh, one of these years, it's, it's going to happen. I don't know when, but it will. Uh, that's a bucket list item for for me. Uh, UConn, hey, you're still probably the best team in the land. No denying that. Uh, Marquette, you got punched in the mouth last week. You took care of business this week. You're on a three-game winning streak. Credit to you. Uh, Creighton, you had your nice upset win over UConn. Then you got jacked in the mouth, too. So much like the Big 12, not not quite as deep, but top-heavy. 
these top top teams, UConn undefeated at home, Marquette one loss at home, Creighton two losses at home. Uh, I do think for bubble talk for the Big East, Seton Hall, you're in, in the Marshall Rota bracket. Uh, Nova, Providence, St. John's, Xavier, Butler, y'all, if y'all can make a deep run or not lose a game for the rest of the regular season and have a nice little Big East tournament, you're probably in. But normally, like, Villanova, Providence, Xavier, for the last handful of years, they've been guaranteed March Madness teams. Not this year. Pretty much all those teams had a huge rollover of new players, a couple new coaches, and they've just not quite found the rhythm. So for the last handful of years, Chris, the Big East has been six to seven teams deep. This year I'd say four for sure, which is kind of sad for the conference. But the other ones have a small chance. Um, I've been watching uh, just like the they always show like the Lenardi last four in, last four out, next four out. You've been seeing a lot of Big East teams. So the chances are there, but now that you're marching the calendar, you can't afford to have that loss where, oh, dude, moral victory speech, we, we let this one slip, coach. Well, that it decreases your chances quite a bit for making it to March. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a good call. Um, and we have number five Marquette at number 12 Creighton. So that should be a, a hell be of a, a great matchup. Game. Yep. And then number three UConn at number five Marquette on Wednesday. So Ooh. that Yeah. So that, okay. th- those are some big, big matchups. So according to John uh, Rothstein, the NCAA tournament selection committee is treating the biggest tournament, big, big ass, or big East tournament at the MSG as home games for St. John's and not neutral site games. That means the only way for St. John's to get a quad one win in the quarters is to beat UConn, Marquette, or Creighton. What do you think about that? So those are home games. Those are home games. Really? I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of that at all. Because they're not, they're neutral site. I mean, it's not like everybody in the city is going to go there for St. John's. A lot of people come there. You know, I, I don't know. I don't. No, and, and the tick, the tick, everyone buys tickets. That's not fair. It should be neutral site. Yes. That, that's, that's not, that's, that's bullshit because. I wouldn't count it as a road game, but, no. you know, neutral site. Yeah, because if you watch the biggies, they always have all those fan bases. They're relatively all close to each other proximity wise. Madison Square Garden is such a fun place to be at. That's that's truly a disservice for yeah that's a neutral site game because there's no way it'd be all St. John's fans because that's not how tickets work if they're playing UConn you're telling me it's gonna be all like ninety percent right. St. John's ten percent UConn hell no like Georgetown like all those biggie schools have lots of UConn pride. right now you know yeah like their fan base is bubbling already but coming off a chip being like one of the best teams in the country if not the best you could say. And, and seats in Hall, know. Providence, Xavier, all the yeah, those those schools travel pretty well. I mean, they're not all huge schools, but like they travel well. So that, that is that's really an unfair disadvantage to see uh, to St. John's. That's yeah, I, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think that's fair at all. Yeah, and I mean, New York's a big place, so every yeah. I mean, I guarantee there's a lot of transplants, dude. You know how like sure. Minnesota, oh, got a lot of Wisconsin people and shit. It's like, yeah. dude. It's kind of like L.A. Not everybody in New York's from New York, dude. So they're yeah. going to be buying a ticket just to watch this shit. 
I mean, well, if it, I lived in New York or, or in UK, you know, Connecticut or wherever, anywhere near there, I would go there every year and watch it just to watch it, you know. And you sell you sell by sessions, so like exactly, yeah, it's exactly. it's not it's not St. John's first, everyone else later. You're literally buying tickets by session packages. That's that's a very unfair disadvantage to their uh, chances of making the tournament. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Um. So let's move on to the Big Ten and uh, Purdue on top. You know, even if they, they, they haven't lost the game against a ranked AP team, um, Wisconsin still floundering somewhat. Um, Northwestern got a nice little three in a row going on. Um, my Gophers, you know, unfortunately lost to Illinois, but they gave them a damn good run. Played really good. They just came down to like a 7-0 run. Hey, your your Gophers are trending in the right direction. I, for the year they had last year to where they are now, hey, 15-3 at home, you're middle of the tier for Big Ten. Yeah, they won two I, Big Ten games last year, dude. And for all I hear, everyone says their head coach is pure class. Like, obviously, you know, in college sports, like, the goal is to win. But there's yeah, a handful. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's a handful of football he's coaches. He's a hometown kid. He's a hometown kid. There's a handful of college football coaches I rip every year, <clears throat> Dabo and James Franklin, <laughs> but hey, it, it makes you more likable when the when the guy running your program is a good dude. So it's good to see they're trending the right way. The bubble talk is probably a bit big, but hey, maybe you win three games in the Big Ten tournament, you never know. So hats off to them. Uh, the teams above them, Iowa, again, I, they're right. They're right next to your Gophers. I don't think they've done quite enough as they usually do. Sparty's a half game up. Yeah, they're probably going to make it with Izzo. We'll see. And then Nebraska. That was unexpected. That's a team where he is literally – that program has improved piece by piece for, like, the past six years. Yes. And I think they're probably now going to be dancing. And Badgers, man, you start off super hot. You have, like, your big four-game losing streak. You won a couple. Now you've lost again. So, again, I, I think people did a good – uh Film work on them, Chris, because they're yeah, off. They put something on film, and then they said, "All right, we're shutting that down." Yeah, because when they weren't that good last year, and this yeah, year, right. like, where did this offense come from? Like, it wasn't even the slow motion Badger offense. It was like, hey, kind of scoring at will. It's like that's not really how they operate. And but you can see now because you're three eight on the you're three eight on the road. As I said earlier, the Big Twelve teams who are good are five hundred on the road. If you're three and eight on the road, that tells me you're 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 not a deep team or you, you don't got that grit. Like you should be five hundred, maybe five and eight, but not three and eight. Like that, yeah, it's just yeah. And hell, Northwestern, you're third in the Big Ten. Who the hell saw that? I I didn't pick that, Chris. Did you? Dude, I mean, every four or five years, their football team will pop up, you know, and then go away again, and then pop back True. up. But not not the basketball squad. So yeah, man. I will say this, the Ohio State new coach, uh, Jake, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, D, he was a player. Uh, Dieter. Uh, Dieter? Dieter? Jake Dieter, yes. Dude, he was a fun player to watch, talking about draining threes and stuff. But, you know, his first, you know, debut uh, interim coach he is, he beats Ohio – or, no, they beat uh, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. And then – they uh they just they got a buzzer beater in East Lat Lansing, and about a week later, and I think it was like 
a 17-game road streak that they were on for losing. Um, so that's off to him, man. That that's a that's pretty cool to do it at yeah. your your school and all that. And by the way, Tuesday, number two Purdue goes on the road in Champaign, Illinois. Number thirteen, Ooh. Illinois. Yeah, okay. that's. That's a that's a pretty damn good matchup if I don't say so myself. So we got Which, a top a top five team in action Tuesday and Wednesday this week in both hard environments. Hell yeah! I'm telling you, man this this schedule is just stacked to the max, man. Um, real quick, let's check in. You know, in the Pac-12 because you know, I mean, Zona's still leading, but uh, Washington State getting that dub. Just talked about Oregon. Um, this thing's not done, man. We talked about how it's not done, and sure enough, Washington State, that big four-point play near the, at the end of the game, I mean, man, I, speaking of, I didn't expect the Cougars to be that good. No, uh, good old Clay U, Clay U University, my boy Clay Thompson went there, so I call it Clay U. Uh, Clay U's having a good year. Uh, as you said, they have a hooper, they have a guy that can score, um, even last year when they weren't the best versus Arizona, they gave Arizona their number. I remember betting them one time to cover the spread. They did. So for whatever reason, Washington State matches up well with Arizona this two years ago and this year. Um, so hats off to them. They're a half game back. Uh, they're ranked 19th. I believe they stole the ranking from the Big 12 people, so it's nice of them to do that. Uh, Arizona, again, you're probably playing for a top, I don't know if you're a one seed, but definitely probably a potential two seed. If you win the Pac-12, but uh, Washington State will have something to say about that. Besides that, it, it gets pretty dim, Chris. Um, Oregon and Colorado have been chilling around all year, looking good. They're both nineteen and nine, but Oregon's zero and two versus ranked teams in the polls. Colorado's one and three. It's hard to get big wins in your conference because no one's really ranked. And UCLA, my my boys who were on a six-game winning streak. Then they cost me some money. Now, Karma's getting to them from my end, I guess. They've lost three in a row. So they're, brought, they're probably back to being out of the tournament. Like they, Ooh, they run, uh, They're they about run to start a running run. a debt like Zona, dude. Yeah. So, hey, but UCLA right now is 14-14. and 14. I'll tell you this. You're not making the tournament if you're 14-14 on the year. You're going to have to win that out. That is wild, dude. I can't believe it. That that team is bipolar. Like you and they've been off, so good the last like five to seven years, dude. I know, and the they talent, got everything in place. I don't when you understand. watch that team play. Like they have two bigs that are legit, like seven foots, and they're good. So I don't, I don't that that teams and they start off the year hot, then they got super cold, then they won six in a row, now you lost three in a row. That is a weird, goofy team. I don't know. And Utah, who beat them on a buzzer beater. It was kind of on a nice run. Now they've now they're in, like they're behind you. They're behind UCLA. So the Pac-12 is not having its best year. You're prop two two are in for sure. Oregon, Colorado, yeah, maybe at best, maybe. Yeah, the um that Mike Decor DeCourcy or whatever the bracket for uh, Fox. Um, Arizona number one seed, Washington State, Washington State seven seed, Colorado last four in, Utah last four in, oh, Oregon okay. next four out. But you know, just because he said, you know, it doesn't sure. mean everything. But 
it's right there. They got to keep winning, that's for sure. Yes. And in real, there was a little uh, single season most points in a three game span for the Pac-12 game since 1980-81 season, right? So um, Zona had two different spans in 1998. Uh, 331 and 324, where Zona just had a 309 in, in, in this year, uh, in a in a span of three games. Oregon in 2002 had a 309, and then that same year in '98, Zona had 307 in a three-game span. I saw that stat pop up watching the game, and I was like, "Wow, that's freaking pretty Im- impressive." Whether they, you know, go far or not, I mean, I know they're going to go far because my co said they are, but that's uh. That's pretty impressive, man. That I, I gotta say, that's pretty damn. Impressive. I'm happy. I'm just happy you didn't mention Utah '98 because f Utah '98. That was yours, my boy. Ed Coda, Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, and that random ass Utah team took my boys out for winning a national championship that year, which was one of the best Carolina teams ever. But I'll end my. I had to get my one ran in today. But that fucking Utah team knocked off uh, my Carolina Tar Heels with Antoine Jameson, Vince Carter, my favorite. Tell you of all time, Ed Coda. All right, rant's over. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun uh, – I remember – wasn't that the year – or maybe that was the year before with that crazy triple overtime Duke game? I can't – Duke-North Carolina game? I can't remember. Oh, it, uh, it, it, it was – if it was 98, it was 97 99. Yes, it was right around there. Well, yeah, because Vince Carter right. played that game. It probably yeah, was that year. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. It just – that's when people stayed longer, too. True. So I can't true, remember true. if it's the year before. I feel like it may have been the year before, but either way – um, yes, that, that was one of those, uh, teams that you just kind of like, how did this not happen? Type I don't know. I or, don't know. You know, that's, that's why, that's why March Madness is the ish. Um, True. that's for sure. Um, all right, let's go on to the SEC. Jesus. I mean, shit, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. look at this. Now all of a sudden Kentucky's like, Hey, remember me? Do you remember me? I'm back. I mean, everybody's either – I mean, this is – break it down for us, dude, because this is – you got Alabama, Tennessee up top, but we know – you know, we talked about Tennessee's, you know, the way they got to close, but, I mean, this shit got interesting quick, dude. I thought Kentucky um, – you know, Florida had been coming on, but wow, dude. I I don't know. I, I Okay, so if I had to pick – I probably would pick to watch the Big 12 over the SEC tournament just because I, I want to cheer for Houston and hey, KU. But if you're going for pure sport value, if you can only watch hard one. hardcore college hoops. Yes, one conference tournament for the week. It, yeah, it's probably got to be the SEC. And this con- this conference is top heavy, but all these teams can go to the Final Four. Tennessee, 12-3, and tied for first with Alabama, 12-3. and South Carolina. The woulda, shoulda, coulda team that no one believed in, they're still chilling. They're a half. They're one game by out of first place, and that's because of two losses recently. You know, so they can get it going again. And, and who did? And then Florida Gators. I, I. Well, I'm not gonna say I promise, but they. I will pick them to win their first game of March Madness. Now it's probably gonna be against Final Four team. Either gonna cancel out one of my Final Four, but that's a good ass team. They can score. They have multiple scores. That's a good-ass squad. Florida, they're 24th. I would say they're better than 24th team in the country. Kentucky, you have four losses at home, but you're 6-3 and three on the road, and you have two good guards. And Auburn, 
every time I watch you play, I lose or they lose. So maybe I'm the Bruce Pearl Jenks. But all six of those teams are ranked. I believe all six of them could win the SEC championship. And all six of them could probably go to Final Four deep because they've been tournament tested. They're tough. I, dude, it's now you could handpick who you think the best team in the Big 12 is. I could spend two hours. I, Chris, I don't know. I, I, you could literally throw darts on who you think the best team in the SEC is because they're, I, I'm just, I, I literally don't know what to say, so I'm just going to stop talking. But all six of those teams are legit good. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I mean, it, it, it's it been steady all year, but it does seem like one or two two teams usually had like a cushion. But that sure. shit's, you know, that shit's gone there's no now. Cushion. Yeah, there's no more cushion, and it's tied up. So you got number four, Tennessee, at number 14, Bama. You Hell yeah. Eight, that's on Saturday. 18, South Carolina, at number 24, Florida. That's just Saturday. We haven't even moved from the weekend. Then Tuesday, we got Bama at Florida, right? And on Wednesday, we got Tennessee at South Carolina. So, I mean, talk about a decision. I mean, this shit's crazy. And then, you know, I went and checked it out. So, Tennessee, they got at Bama, at South Carolina, at Kentucky. We know that. Jesus Christ. Florida, they got at South Carolina, home versus Bama, but at Vandy to close. Okay. Kentucky has Arkansas, Winnable. Vanderbilt, both Winnable. of them home games, and then they close at Tennessee. That That's actually okay. That's, that's decent. good. Yep. Yes. And then um, the Gamecocks, they have the Florida game. Then they go – it's a home game. They got Tennessee. It's at home, but they got Tennessee. And then at Mississippi State, which – isn't a gimme if you don't if you're not you know focused. Um, Auburn they have Mississippi at home at Missouri in Georgia, so that's pretty favorable there. Bama has Tennessee at home at Florida and then uh, Arkansas. So I mean, you know, there, some teams got it more rough than others. You know, if you could go two out of three games where it's not ranked, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, and I just again on the surface anyway, the, you know. Yeah, that conference tournament is gonna be absolutely insane. Because, and yeah, I know I know we're kind of like drunk around about who's the best team, but when it comes down to March Madness, and I do realize that once March March Madness starts, like where your seating really doesn't matter by rule because each team's got to play each team, but. It right. does make a difference. In theory, you always want to give yourself the best chance from being a two-seed or a four-seed. Whichever team wins the SEC conference this year in regular season or in the conference tournament, that could be like a two-seed difference. Like that, that Those numbers, in theory, are giving you a better chance because right now, if any of those teams win, they're probably going to be a one or a two. But if you lose in the second round, you're looking at maybe a four or five. So... It helped for Auburn, who every time I watch them, I jinx them. They finished with Mississippi State at Missouri versus Georgia. So the Bruce Pearl boys, who when I watch them, they're cold, but when I don't watch, they win. Hey, you should go 3-0 there. If you go 3-0, compared to who my co-host just said has to play some hard games, you might win that regular season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Dude, that conference is fun, man. It's been a, a gauntlet all year. 
for bubble talk, I've been doing bubble talk all all day for our conferences. After after the top six, it's dicey. I don't believe those teams under them have a decent chance. Now, if you're a Georgia or an LSU and you can beat two of the teams we just said, then you might go dancing. But the bubble talk is pretty slim on the SEC. But you will have a chance, Chris. You will have a great chance to where if you go, if you make it to the SEC title game, your ass is in. Because that means you would have beat at least two ranked teams or possibly three. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I mean, you kind of felt like, oh, it's wide open just looking at it. But when you start to see the games, you're like, dude, there, there is advantages with three games left that some teams have. And they may just, like you said, move up and sneak one out. Uh, before we go out west and stay out there, um, the AAC, uh, South Florida wrapped it up, wrapped it up. Um, they got it done 14 and one. Uh, they're on a 13 home game win, or I mean, 13 streak in a row, I should say. 13 games, they're 14 and two at home. You have Charlotte, FAU, SMU, uh, kind of all clogged up there. UAB, you have to put in there. Memphis is, you know, 10 and six in conference and whatnot. Then the Atlantic 10 conference, Richmond still on top over ranked Dayton. Of course, you have Loyola from Chicago. VCU kind of snuck up uh, of late. They've been putting in, a, you know, some nice little work there. We always remember VCU as far as, uh, you know, their turning runs and whatnot. And then the West Coast Conference, St. Mary's, 15-0 and on a 16-game winning streak. Um, 9-0, and well, obviously on the road, right? 9-0 and on the road. Um, they haven't lost the conference game. Now, they do play St. Mary's versus Gonzaga, but I don't think it matters because they already beat them once, and this is the last game because they are one of those conferences, like a lot of them, that they have their stuff coming up earlier. So pretty sure they got that locked and loaded. Um, you know, so shout out to – I mean, St. Mary's, dude, That that's that's impressive to not lose a game, even if they only lose one. That. That's freaking – that's pretty damn good as we move into uh, the adopted, um, you know, conference here, the Mountain West, which, I mean, t- UNLV is coming on strong, dude. So same with Nevada. Um, Boise State's been solid. I mean, you know, last year we got some shtick for it. I haven't gotten one message talking shit about the Mountain West this year. <laughs> Um, because look at how deep it goes. I mean, don't mess around and let Wyoming come up. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, it's basically the SEC, not quite as top-heavy. Like, these teams aren't probably – I don't think these are all Final Four potential teams in theory. But the conference is a log jam from top to bottom, literally. So, uh, as usual – I, I could give you a dartboard for the Mountain West as well, Chris. Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State, Nevada, UNLV. I know the New Mexico Lobos are trending down a little bit, but you're still 21-7 on the year, and you have potential NBA guys on your team. It doesn't seem like they're able to quite figure it out quite yet. But, um, hey, all six of those teams could win the Mountain West championship. And for bubble talk, 
at some point, it seems like almost all six of those teams have been ranked this year. So I'll probably have a chance. I'm not saying it's a high chance, but all those teams probably have a decent chance of going dancing. So that conference tournament will um, be as fun as the SEC, but it'll matter more because unlike the SEC teams, who all six of those teams are in, the Mountain West, all six of those teams are not That's in. Great point, so yeah. you got to take care of your business to where I said an underdog can maybe make their claim in the SEC. In the Mountain West, if you do win a couple games in a tournament, you're probably going dancing, but if you lose, you're probably out. If if Auburn or Tennessee loses the first round of the SEC, you might lose your seeding spot, but you're still going dancing. In the Mountain West, you're playing for keeps. So uh, that'll be a great, fun tournament to watch. And, hey, they've been top-heavy all year. All those teams have a chance besides UNLV, who started off cold and has been on a streaker or a heater. I'm thinking Vegas talk. A heater for a long time. Uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And now, I, I'm trying to remember, Chris, are they – Mountain West, their conference tournament is the week of all the big boys, right? It is. They're not early, aren't No. Yeah, I think they're uh, – I'm pretty sure they're not. Um, I, think, I think they start earlier in the week. Like, yeah, that not, may be. Yeah, yeah, I think they're earlier in the week, but they're not the week early-ish like uh, Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Let me double-check, though. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, because I'm, I just randomly picked the first game, first team Air Force. They have three games left. So, okay, yeah. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually well, that'll be a fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And, and as far as, like, um, you know, some, some interesting matchups that they got coming on here this week, uh, or not just this this weekend, but just in general. Um, on Saturday, you do have um, New Mexico at Boise State, which obviously that's a great you know matchup. And then San Diego State at UNLV. This is Tuesday, which UNLV has been really good at home. Um, and then Nevada at Boise State. So Boise State, man, you know they do have home games, but. Um, New Mexico coming into town in San Diego State now ranked up 20, or I'm sorry, in, in Nevada coming to town. So, you know, it's not going to be just, a, you know, easy peasy to close out the year. So, yeah, man, they, they could definitely get, like we've been talking about, four teams, maybe more, you know. I, I don't know, but at least, I think they could definitely get, it feels like they're going to get four. And, hey, that, that's good. Like I said, that will be a beautiful tournament to watch, my friend. And shout-out to my – you've adopted the Mountain West Conference. I've adopted the the, the Lopes. Uh, they're still in first place in the WAC. They do have a couple of road losses, but I can't wait for that team to make it to March Madness and pick them round one. So Florida and Grand Canyon are my first-round automatic picks. And watch them knock out Arizona – and Houston, and I'm just going to, like, wonder why do the sport gods hate me. But, you know. So Carlton State beat uh, your squad, by the way. I Damn. saw that. That uh, was that game I was going to drive to, too, because it was an hour away, but it was during our last podcast. So I think I, I need to be there, Chris, to give my boys some support. That was, I guess that was on me. I should have done a better job of uh, doing a, a driving podcast show, so I could have been there and cheering them on. But, oh, well. And speaking of the little ones, this is we, – we, I just mentioned Loyola, but um, they beat George Mason 80-59. to 59. Twelve different players scored seven wins in a row at that time for the Ramblers. Uh, they, they have Dayton coming up, so that's uh, 
that's you know that's there's something to be said. I think they got a 21 season going on, so that's 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 nice. That's very nice. All right. Well, is it that time of the show, my friend? It sure is. It certainly is. All right. This this one is a beauty. I will say, I don't think either teams have ever been on the uh, crafty crap pick. Actually, first of all, great pick last week, my friend. Great pick. We had the arguably the strongest alumni ever. And yeah, I'm kidding. Had, Jesus, and that and, you, and they also took care of business. That was too. a double up. That's right. That was a double up. The we 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 put uh we we doubled down on our our on our twenty one and we cashed in. The dealer flopped and they screwed up. So. Uh, I don't believe we've picked either teams ever for basketball or uh, football, to the best of my knowledge. Um, this is in the – now, I'll, I'm going to tell you this, Chris. What day what, is it? It is tomorrow. Okay. So the when I saw going on? No. <laughs> cool. When I saw the lettering of the conference, I actually guessed the conference name wrong. I thought this was the Colonial Athletic Conference – this is actually the Coastal Athletic Conference, so that shows you. I mean, I, I like the CAA. Pretty, is that what yeah, it the is? CAA. I, I like I'm a pretty knowledgeable sports fan. The CAA. If you look I wouldn't at the have bottom, guessed that these teams are in the CAA. <laughs> if you look at the bottom of their CAA conference, the William and Mary Tribe face off versus the Hampton Ooh. Pirates. Ooh. And the CAA, William and Mary, three and fourteen. The Hampton Pirates are three and fourteen. Both teams have identical records of eight and twenty-two. The William and Mary Tribe have lost nine in a row. The Hampton Pirates have won one game, and I will give you their respectable away records. I'll throw it to you. On the year, William and Mary are two and thirteen on the road. The Hampton Pirates say, "Hold your beer. We're one and eleven on the road." I'm going to try to find alumni. Will you break down this beautiful game, my friend? I mean, you already did like half my spiel, bro. No, um, yeah, this is a doozy. I am familiar with Hampton, like the college, <laughs> not necessarily sports-wise, but I am, I am familiar with Hampton, okay? I do know someone that went there and whatnot, and I'll tell you what. Um, William and Mary, the tribe, they, they did test themselves in the non-conference. They, they were at Air Force and went overtime, okay? Um, they had they played Richmond. It didn't go great, but it was almost within – well, now they got they got beat up pretty good. But, you know, they, they had a somewhat close game with Pepperdine. If they would have lost the Navy in football, it wouldn't have looked as bad, but this is basketball. Nine in a row, you say. Nine in a row. That's That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and it, it you know if you look at the last five, three out of two, or yeah, three out of five. I mean, they, Hampton's been looking good. Now they're probably not playing anybody, um, but still, because they just who the hell did they just beat, Mama the Hawks. Okay, yeah, okay. So I'm those going have been on the show before. Yep, I, I, that's true. Um, you know, they had a tight one against Elon. Okay, um, they actually have a decent football program because we've gotten a couple cornerbacks and linebackers out of there. Um, oh, Stony Brook's involved too in this conference. Okay, I, yeah. I, the thing is, I'm going William and Mary. I'm going the tribe because the thing is, if you think you're going to come in the Kaplan Arena 
and buy a ticket for as low as $13 on vivid street seats and don't think that the, you know, that they're not going to take care of business at home, William and Mary are going to win the game. All right. Uh, Hampton alumni. This may be the first alumni I've ever done where I do not know a single person off the top of my head, Chris. I'm not lying. Uh, we got, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, a lawyer named Robert Abbott, an actor, an actor named Benjamin Brown. Uh, there's a radio celebrity named Spencer Christian, an NBA player named Jasmine Cohen, and a politician named Alt Eisenberg. I, I legit do not know a single person that went to Hampton University. If I lack the street knowledge for that, I apologize. Uh, for the woman married tribe, this is actually surprisingly pretty strong. Uh, if you're a U.S. history person. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, they definitely have some graduates there. Thomas Jefferson, uh, John Marshall, James Monroe, John Tyler, uh, George Washington. <laughs> for a little more relevant time, uh, Peyton Oswalt, John Stewart, uh, Mike Tomlin, okay, that's there, there's a, a football dropper there, a, a, one of the better NFL football coaches of all time, and uh, Glenn Close for a respectable actress. So wow. this is a, a a landslide. I would compare this last week to Penn. This is a very strong list of political ties. So yeah. I'm tipping the cap to William Mary Tribe for this battle of the alumni, and for the first time in the I believe seven years I've done this. I do not know a single alumni person. I need to improve my scholastical and well-rounded knowledge, my friend Chris. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, hey, the, the uh, going for another double dip. Yes, the the Big Twelve. Uh, you only had four rankings this week. I got a feeling they're pretty pissed about that. They want those rankings back. So if we're doing our wraparound next week and the Big Twelve has six ranked teams again, it would not surprise me. Those those Come boys on. want blood. And the SEC, they're going to beat each other up, so we will see. On that note, hey, there's a lot of great basketball to watch. As my co-host said, March Madness starts in about three and a half weeks. So the the, the hoops are coming. I thought it was next Sunday, remember? (laughs) (laughs) On on that note, hey, enjoy the hot weather. Hey, I see my my dad's golf course in Minneapolis opens. It opens in like this week. Hey, so dude, we've only had them the... close for a little bit. We've had like 15 of them open the whole year almost. It's crazy. <laughs> my, my it's great business for them. Open the first week of March, so he's going to be living. So I, I hope everyone else is living. We appreciate the love and support. The boys are out tonight. Peace.